Hey, Ricky, are, are we recording right now? Is this thing even on? Uh, bro, how many times I gotta tell you, hit the red button, dude. Ah, uh, well, here we go. Hopefully this will work. Today, I hope I get a couple of my picks right. Welcome to the Irrelevant Sports Guys podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 3. I'm your host, Ricky. And it's your boy, Adam. Are you- Glad everybody is here. Glad we're able to come together and uh, and do this once again. Dude. Yes, sir. It's been a what crazy week. A crazy- <laughs> yes, what a crazy weekend, man. How was your weekend? What did you do? Man, it was good. It was good. Um, I actually was able to check out... Um, I. Well, let me give a little backstory. We, uh, through the pandemic of last year and even some of the downtime we've had this year, me and my family have really been uh, trying to get through the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe of watching all nice. Marvel movies, um, which is kind of cool because I didn't think that would happen with me having a daughter, um, but she's actually more into it than me or my wife. Like, She is the biggest Captain Marvel fan of anybody i've ever met all right (laughs) so uh but anyways because of that um the eternals you know as as you may know came out this weekend Um, yeah i I haven't seen it yet (laughs) i think it premiered thursday but um of course we had school and i had uh my day job to do and i'm not gonna leave any spoilers but it did not disappoint it's uh it's good like plotline, um, there's some. You, I, I wouldn't say you have to watch the entire series of Marvel, like all the movies, to like understand what's going on. But at the same time, they do a lot of dropping of like names that you wouldn't have known unless you watched the other movies and stuff like that. So uh, they did a good job of pulling in the other stuff. I mean, the other movies in correlation yeah. with their timeline and like their storyline. Um, I'm also yeah, man, just a big the... Marvel buff anyway, so I probably could have bombed and I still would have liked it. Yeah, but what's great about Marvel, man, is um, like when I was a kid, I read Marvel comics. I didn't read DC. I didn't mess with Batman, none of that stuff. It was all about Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, the Hulk. Um, so That was back in the 40s, a... right? Way back in the 40s, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, so um, my biggest, when I was a kid, it was the Incredible Hulk. Uh, I remember um, there was even like a miniseries that came on NBC and like the Hulk Wasn't fell the, who, from a helicopter. Who, who was the actor that played uh, him? Uh, I want to say it was um, Eric Bana. Um, well, that's, that, that's that's the name of the, the Hulk, well, that's David, like his uh, alias. But yeah, I don't but I know... Think, the oh, actor. Man, we gotta, I can't remember his name, but I can see dude. his face, man. I can see his face, <laughs> yeah, and he was yeah, you, like super you, real. You gotta, you gotta Google the the uh, old school Hulk from those TV shows compared like to today's six... graphics. It is. Oh, I know. It's laughable. <laughs> it it is, and every episode was the same. Like he yeah. would get in a confrontation, and the bad guy would like try to like over-the-top provoke him. Like, nobody's <laughs> going to try to provoke you this bad. And he's, like, resisting, and you don't want to make me angry, you know. And uh, 
But I'm gonna tell you, dude, Marvel was a huge part of my childhood, and then when I became an adult, um, it has been a huge part of our family. Um, okay, okay. Well, I got a, de- a debate question for you then. If Marvel was all right, so let's good. go fire, fire away. I'm ready. So, so I was a DC fan growing up. I didn't get into Marvel until I was older. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm not gonna so, hold that against you, man. We were friends, but I'm not gonna hold it against you. So I have this theory that just about every Marvel character has their flip side DC character. <clears throat> so like, yeah, we got I'm, we got Iron Man that. and Batman. Those are pretty much the same person in a different universe. Who's yeah, your take super, and why? Super rich. Uh, well, similarities first. They're both super rich. Um, both had really broken relationships with their dad, um, and. Both of them inherited companies. Like, there's a lot of similarities. Um, in the real world, though, well, not real world, but if the universe has collided and Iron Man and Batman, Iron Man kick his ass. Tony Stark all day. <laughs> I don't give a damn what he's got. I don't care that he beats Superman. None of that stuff. And I'm with you on it, on everything as far as Superman versus Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel super powerful, but I know enough about Superman, dude. It doesn't matter who it's we just, stack up against Superman. He's going to win. It's just crazy yeah. that you have this ultimate superhero, and yep. the guy is not resilient to a little green rock. I mean, that just that blows my mind. He, yeah, the, out of all, the, the, out of all the, the things that could hurt you, <laughs> it's going to be a little green rock. Like, make I that know, make dude, sense. He, he literally spun the world backwards by the speed of light in reverse time, but yet this little piece of shit... <laughs> It's going to cripple you and like, okay, whatever. But it's cool. Everybody's got to have a weakness. You know, it's fine. So, so, so you would, you would awesome. be on the uh, the Marvel Avengers side, whereas you think the Justice League oh, is yeah. kind of dumb? <laughs> um, I don't think Justice League is dumb. I think it's a copy. Um, I think it's a really good copy of the Avengers. I don't, you know, I don't blame them for doing it. it I feel like it's kind of cash cow chasing. Because they saw what the Avengers were doing and Phase One and Phase Two and all that. But, but is that you know, which one came first? Which one's the chicken? Which one's the egg? Oh, was Mar- Marvel, Marvel Avengers? I mean, the Avengers idea though was that together before the Justice League. Yes, yes, that was. Okay. I think that was from Iron Man One. They were they were laying the foundation. And of course, Tony Stark was the cornerstone of the entire. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about universe. the movie necessarily. I'm yeah. talking even as far back as the comics. You Which, know, did, I don't did know Avengers a lot. Precede. Uh, Avengers was, um, I want to say, came around in the '80s. I think Justice okay. League, comic-wise, was maybe before it. Now, Spider-Man is is going to be one of the oldest. Period. Um, thanks to our idol, Mr. Stan Lee. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, do you, I'll be talking about Marvel all day. You can't get me on Marvel. <laughs> like I know, I know people listen to us for sports, but you get to be talking about Marvel, man. I'll, I will. We can do this all day. I hate to, you know, uh, be the one to plug another podcast on ours, but there's uh, one my wife found. It's called Villains, and this guy okay. like goes through the entire like DC universe and Marvel universe. And like breaks down the bad guys and like their origin story. It's really interesting if you're into that kind of thing. So it's about superheroes or is it real life? Stuff? Um, he he takes villains from every genre. Like, 
Um, it's real cool. Like he took, um, huh? l- I don't know if it was Loki or it was someone else, but he like paralleled it to um, Han- uh, not Hannibal Lecter. Um, what's the guy? Jeffrey Dahmer. Somehow okay. he paralleled a villain that's fictional to a nonfiction, like real world person. Right. And like, that's I'm what his episodes are based off of. Uh, Marvel did something with Thanos that really blew my mind. He, you know, Thanos is one of the most uh, biggest ultimate villains. I mean, he literally killed. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the Marvel movies, you might want to turn it off now. But um, <laughs> Thanos literally killed billions of people um, with with one snap, and so he's like an ultimate villain. But Marvel humanized him, showed his vision and i was like you know i don't agree with thanos shit i understand though thanos <laughs> you know like i need some crazy ass people in this world that man if they you know if they bit the dust it, it might not be a bad thing for the world but you know um another show that did the same thing for me concerning villains and painting them in a different light or thinking about them in a different way was game of thrones I don't Dude, know if you Game ever of watched Thrones. It. I'm a huge um, fan. Season okay. 8 was terrible, but yes. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it was. It, seem, it seems like, you know, it was a, uh electric bullet train, beautiful and elegant, streaming down the track at 100 miles an hour, and then it just hits a brick wall tragically and falls yeah. into a billion Lego pieces. But anyway, <laughs> what Game of Thrones did for me was it took villains people that you would normally just despise because of their role in the, the book and the um, and the show. And there was, you know, there was very humanistic and passionate size of them. Um, you know, Jamie Lannister in the first episode tried to kill, a young, you know, Ned Stark's son, Bran. And then, you know, later on, you're like really sympathizing with him. Uh, what a great man he was and a great honorable <laughs> Isn't that person. It's so crazy how they can do I know. that. Like yeah, just a dude, plot of something can turn your views on someone like that. Yeah, just they, they totally had me hooked, man. And <laughs> so you're you know, we see in a sports too, you see guys that you love to hate and then the next week you watch them. Tony Romo was like that way with me. He was I week, hated him dude. as a player, but I love him as an announcer. He is a great announcer, dude. He's funny, and you know he he's very insightful. He gives a lot of. Um, it's almost like having Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in the booth. He's, yeah. His football IQ is really high. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Romo as a commentator a lot more than I was as a football player. Hundred hundred percent, hundred percent. I've n- I've never been a big Cowboys fan, but yeah, Romo cost them a lot of. A lot of playoff wins in his tenure with the yeah. boys. Yeah, I, I feel like if maybe that wasn't the era for him. I feel like if he was, you know, in his prime as this the quarterback of this team, I feel like they would be doing great. I think Jason Garrett was not a very good coach. Um, you know, I, I think he's a coordinator for the Giants now, and I think he's doing a better job at that than he ever did as uh, the head coach. I, yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's crazy. People say, like, this era of football <clears throat> is, you know, distinguished for the spread and the right. RPOs from the quarterbacks, you know, having athletic quarterbacks and running. But then you see people like 
Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady still exceeding from just being pocket passers. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's a lot a, of balance, man. Yeah. Um, there, there is a lot of balance, and I think that, um, you know, in the right structured offense, uh, you know, the right quarterback can thrive. You know, you see the Lamar Jackson style, the, the Michael Vick we talked about today in, in our group text, you know, Michael Vick, somebody asked, just to update the viewers, if aliens came to Earth and they said, you have one quarterback to draft and he's got to be the best of all time, who would it be? And I'd you know, take Mike um, Vick 100%, especially in this day and age. And that's what I answered to the group message. Um, I just I don't see a flaw in his game that gets found out in this kind of league that we're in right now. I mean, he fits a lot also, of the same mold as you know Lamar and kind of what, Pat Mahomes is able to do at, in Kansas City. I'm telling you the one flaw I watched Michael Vick's career start to finish as a as a older teenager who was very involved in with the Falcons as an adult into my adult years. Michael Vick's flaw physically I would say none. Mentally um and emotionally he was extremely uh impatient and immature and very selfish. If the Michael Vick meant the Michael Vick that came out of prison that played for the Eagles who was humble, who was compassionate, who was a great teammate, if that Michael Vick had the Michael Vick body from 10 years before that, there is no defense. There was, There's no coordinators. There's no Super Bowl team that could have stopped him. I mean, you could have put him on the Miami Dolphins and they would have went 17-0. and I mean, I really believe that he was just that talented. You're exactly right, dude. I, I hate to agree with you. I mean, I, I, there's that definite change of uh, his personality, his humility, like you touched on coming out after those charges of the dog fighting ring, which I don't condone in any way. The off the field Michael Vick is, um, you know, a whole other thing. I think he's paid his dues for what you know he got found guilty of, but. Um, yeah, coming coming back to the Eagles and you know watching him grow, you know as he grew with the Falcons, it was bittersweet watching Vic come back and be so dominant with the Eagles. When at the time I didn't want anything to do with him because I was mad he left the Falcons. Right, and I was too. And it really, it's really not his well, fault. It's not his fault. Like I mean, he kind of right. had it's, to leave. They didn't really give him an option. Yeah, there's there's kind of a thing that happens in sports. If you play for a team and you do a big boo boo, and you, you know, your personal life gets messy, and they're gonna cut you if you break the rules, if you get involved in a, you know, a DUI and hurt somebody. And it really doesn't matter what level of eliteness you're at either. They they can't no, have that doesn't. as part of a team. I mean, it, you're representing literally the logo that's on your helmet. Yep, if Deion Sanders in his prime um, would have been in Henry Ruggs' position, it it would have happened the same way. It, yeah, teams yeah. have 100%. to protect their franchises. They have to protect their brands. And unfortunately, we're not throwing – you know, I really like what Derek Carr said about Henry Ruggs after his accident. You know, he really needs your thoughts and prayers, and he needs somebody to love him. We don't throw people out because they make mistakes. But <laughs> – I was going to say, it's hard. It's just, I, I see where Derek Carr's coming from. And 
That's I his think boy. It's great. That's his friend. I, I I think it's great. He's able to say that, and he knows him a lot per, more personal than you know your average just viewer of you know not even football, but just your viewer of what's happening in the world. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to justify giving him any kind of slack when an innocent life was taken that didn't have to be. I, I found out the NFL they literally pay a stipend for every player to lift uh, Uber or the Tesla one Earth. Um, they all have like a phone number they're given when they sign up for a team that in the event that you are unable to drive yourself, you call this number and immediately it's paid for no matter where you want to go. No questions asked. They come pick you up and it's gone. No questions asked and you're picked up. So, you know, (laughs) in this day and age, there's there's not really a a question as to should he made a better decision. He had every opportunity to make a better decision and didn't. You're you're right, dude. And you know, listen, as someone who's been personally impacted by a DUI driver, just give you a little backstory. Me and my oldest son and oldest daughter were um, on a country road in in South Georgia, going home one evening, and um, it just turned dark not too long ago. Long story short, uh, a guy going full speed ran a stop sign, T-boned our car, and it t-boned behind my seat i was driving of course it hit the left rear quarter panel it i was driving a heavy duty um cadillac deville i mean just a massive car the old deville man those things are like land yachts they are dude and this is a heavy duty car and it hit right at the tire with such force that it snapped the six inch solid iron axle Wow. And the tire went 200 yards away from the car, like in the opposite direction, spun us like a top into the ditch. We were okay. Moving. But I'm t- when I tell you post-traumatic stress from every time I go down that road or I see people rolling up to a stop sign, I just, you know, dig into the steering wheel. I say all that to say I, I would never condone the UI. And I don't, you know, I don't drink much, but there's, you know, there's no way that I would, drink and drive and as an athlete with all these resources professional exactly. athlete you, there is no there there's no excuse for it. um uh, <clears throat> you know it's, it's just but, it, what, it's crazy what, oh, go ahead go ahead i'm sorry all i was gonna say is it blows my mind that his long time you know long-term girlfriend was in the car with him i mean they were going 158 at one point dude when she he was hit the car, had to be intoxicated as well. I'm assuming, bro. I'll tell for you them, something. <laughs> for them to survive, <laughs> you know, they they if, they, I'm they, the, <laughs> if I'm in the passenger seat, bro, ain't nobody going over a hundred. Ain't nobody going over seventy. Un- like, unless you're incoherent as well, which she had I to guess. think about it. The only reason I think either one of them survived and didn't have life-threatening, you know, injuries is the fact they were so loose when the impact happened. Um, Probably you know, so. That's why a lot of people... Versus the other that, lady. Get hurt. I, right. I think she died because, you know, she probably tensed up, you know, right on impact and just this sheer amount of force that was coming her way. Yeah, it does. She, man... Um, it's just it's so, so much, sad on, so that, much, on that family side. Yeah, so much negative in the news right now. Um, 
and you know her she lost her life and it, it did absolutely nothing nothing wrong she was sitting at a red light on her own business and he hit her going 120 something miles an hour car burst into flames they could hear her screaming it's really really traumatic it's do you awful. know that that was on a residential road like a 35 mile an hour road yeah yeah it's she was crazy, two miles crazy. from her house two crazy. miles from home um, it's kind of i mean it it's a different situation but all this news out of Houston, Texas, dude, about the Astro yeah. World fiasco, it's <laughs> it's got a lot of different innuendos. I'm sure uh, in this day and age, everybody's got a TikTok. There's a million videos about it. But um, that yep. that's some. <laughs> Here, I got a lot of opinions when it's on that. But yeah, go ahead. I I do too, man. My, my big takeaway is obviously everybody knows by now. Um, you know, over the weekend, there was uh, Travis Scott and Drake surprised the crowd. And I think that's really what caused the surge. There's a lot of things being said. and I had a deep dive into TikTok. I probably watched over 100 eyewitness accounts on TikTok of people who said they were there and experienced it and what it was like. And, you know, there's allegations that there was bad drugs given out. Um, there was people with syringes going around injecting other people. There's alleged, um, you know, drugs being dusted through the air and getting people high and bad reactions happening, people suffocating, crowd surge. I mean, I can understand how that happens, and I don't know the truth. I wasn't there. I don't know what happens, but I've heard all these medics give these horror stories of, you know, at least eight people died, dozens were hospitalized. And, and trampled on, I, man. Like, people yeah, just passing dude. out and getting just stood on like it just blows my mind i haven't been to very many concerts but that's just i've never experienced anything at a public get together at any kind of event that is anywhere similar to what these people are you know talking about it's just it's insane when we went to harry styles a couple weeks ago um you know there was a point we were leaving that uh the crowd stopped we were not allowed to exit we were up high on the third floor of State Farm Arena, and they were they were releasing the bottom floor first, and then they were starting the second floor, and then the last to be able to move. There was a time in that crowd that I was like, "Holy shit, I'm about to lose my mind," because it we <laughs> were shoulder anxiety. to shoulder. Yeah, it is, dude. And I can't imagine if everyone was pushing you. There's literally yeah, nowhere to go. Like like then literally like 40,000 people behind you pushing you you know i mean that yeah. it's hard to imagine that weight um i just i don't know if travis is responsible or not responsible i've seen videos where you know he pointed out people that were passing out but i also saw videos where he was talking to what looked like his security people that came up on stage and then he waves them away to continue to go on for another half an hour like i I don't know. I just I think it doesn't make I, any sense to me. I think he was caught up in the big mantra in show business that the show must go on. And no matter, yeah. you know, these guys have seen some crazy shit happen in the crowd before and they just keep going and they hype it up or they, you know, let security deal with it or let the medics deal with it or whatever. But I'm going to tell you, because of his history five years ago, you know, he got arrested or he didn't get arrested. He got charged something very similar. 
I think he pleaded no contest. I could be wrong on that. But he did get charged, so I don't know what the result was. But there's a history here of, yeah, you know, not enough security, not enough medical care. And I think it's going to bite him right in the old ass, dude. I really do. Um, I I don't know much about Travis Scott, obviously. Um, you know, Drake was a surprise guest, and it caused a little pandemonium. But you got to have security for that. Yeah, man. That, I mean, you're, you know, you're going there to have a good time. You don't yeah. ever expect not to return home, and that's just. I feel like it's not necessarily the event's responsibility to make sure you're okay, as far as, you know, every little thing about you, but just a common sense of knowing that if something did go wrong, that there's an emergency, you know, personnel ready to be able to assist that amount of people or even remotely close to that. And it doesn't seem that 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 was the case, you know, at Astro world. Yeah. So, and, and you may be listening to this and you're like, man, what in the world does all that have to do with sports? It don't necessarily <laughs> have anything to do with sports. What it does have to do with is sports. We consider an aspect of life and it enhances our life. Just like music enhances it, just like movies just like all these things that you know, we share with each other. This podcast, yes, it's sports, but more than that, the bigger picture is relationships with one another. Um, we want you guys to be healthy. We want you to enjoy sports just as much as we do. It's our passion. But there's also other things, other aspects of life that we're passionate about. We're just going to share them with you guys. We're just going to be real. We're two guys cutting up, shooting the shit, um, chopping up what we did this week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. On that note, upset some- <laughs> week in the NFL. NFL recap. Drama, drama with the NFL. It's been nothing but an ons. I don't. I don't think I've witnessed an NFL season with this much will you say T that has been going on the entire time the NFL has been going like this is the most on the field off the field interesting season that I've ever witnessed yeah dude I, I'm i telling you I man that I had respect for I'm like ooh and I, I don't know where you where you're at on the Aaron Rodgers thing um just to give a little update if you guys don't know just real quick Aaron Rodgers back in August was asked by the news media they said, um, are you vaccinated? And I quote, yeah, I'm immunized, but I believe it should be a personal choice, end quote. He told the media that he was basically vaccinated. And then it come out last week that he got COVID. And of course, they had to release that Aaron Rodgers not vaccinated. Oh, wait a minute. We've got him on record saying he's got the vaccine. And typical Aaron Rodgers fashion he defended himself said well you know I didn't lie to you I do have I do have my immunizations it's like technically he didn't lie but in a roundabout way which I I don't agree with him on the side of you know slipping one past the team I think he should be you know upfront honest uh, Aaron Rodgers has this whole mantra that you know, it's the Aaron Rodgers show. Um, right. I feel that he, he loves him some Aaron, and, you know, 
it's his way or the highway kind of thing. Um, right. I myself, just like in majority of my political views, <clears throat> I'm very small government, large citizen. I'm sure that's not the right way to say that, but I just I, feel I, like I, I we, sh- from. I we should have our you know, autonomy to be able to make our own decisions over our own bodies. Um, as right. long as we're not directly harming someone else. And I don't know what numbers, you know, everybody looks at, um, in my personal, you know, the studies that I've looked at COVID to me and my, what I've seen, and I even work in a school system. So, I mean, I see it, you know, supposedly firsthand it, in what I've seen, it doesn't look like it's much more than a really bad flu. And unfortunately people that were already at risk, you know, with diabetes, with, um, being overweight, being, you know, in any shape or form, yeah, pre-existing medically, condition. exactly. You know, something that the flu would have hurt anyways, is kind of how I viewed COVID. So I haven't really, you know, I guess I haven't been able to buy into how serious it is. Um, especially right. with all the incentives to, um, get the vaccine, you know, companies paying their employees that, you know, if they get it, they get a thousand bucks or, you know, all these things. That's just so strange to me where me growing up, the only vaccinations I ever had to have were of course the ones when I was born, you know, the doctors always ask your parents, you know, are you cool with the immunizations, you know, for polio right. things of that nature I'm totally cool with that. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but I feel yeah. like when it comes to a grown adult, when you're having to pay them to take a shot, there's just, it seems there's something shady there. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it, but I don't necessarily 100% fault Aaron Rodgers for not wanting to take the shot. Here's what I fault him. It's not, you know, not wanting to get vaccinated. I, um, there's several people. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. Um, Justin Herbert, I believe, is not vaccinated. And they're open about it. Okay? What it looks like is he did not want to deal with the backlash of not being vaccinated. So he just told a white lie. And I wish he would have just said, no, I don't want to be vaccinated. It's my personal preference. Fuck off. That I would have respected. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, put that State Farm belt on, baby. Let's go. Yes, yeah, sir. Let's discount, you know? double check that one. Let's do it. But that's not what he did, and it looks a little cowardly. Then he went on a talk show Friday, and he was like, you know, uh, this is why I did it. Y'all are gonna cancel me. Y'all suck. Basically, blaming the media for everything. And I don't know if I line up with that. It just it doesn't paint him in a real good light. And you know, when I first saw, I was like, you know. I kind of like people sticking it to the media, but at the same time, I have respect for the media. Um, I did like the fact he did say, I I don't know if it was on that same podcast or interview or whatever it was he was on, but he did say, you know, I don't want to get political with my answers. It was basically him taking the full responsibility for basically saying the white lie. He did go back and, and say, you know, I'm an athlete and I honestly shouldn't be even making, you know, uh, what was it? Not educated guesses, but he's like, you know, I don't even need to be making my opinion known when it comes to these kind of things because my job is to go out there and play football. And I respect yeah. that. The fact that, you know, he's, sure. he's realizing 
even though he has a platform, it's not necessarily a platform to preach at people on what to and what not to do. Listen, these guys are um, athletes. They're great at their craft. He can throw a fucking ball 90 yards, whatever. I mean, he can throw a Tom Brady can literally throw a, a football through a 12-inch circle at 45 yards. It's amazing. If okay? you ever tried, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're great at what they do. Stick to that. We as society and culture have got to stop caring about what their opinions are because they can throw a football or they can throw a baseball 101 miles an hour. I don't care what Alduris Chapman believes about COVID. I just care that he can go up there and throw a ball 102 miles an hour. Exactly. That's what I care about. And, you know, they're like buttholes. I know that everybody's got an opinion about everything. That's cool. You guys are listening to us share our opinions. That's the bomb to me. I love that. Like, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. But let these guys do what they do best. Leave politics out of it. Let the man play football. He'll hopefully he'll be back in action Saturday, and uh, I think they. I'm not sure they play, but I think they realized uh, Jordan Love is at least right now is not going to be the one to take over when he's gone. I think they. Uh, I think the wallets of the uh, GMs of the Packers may have gotten a little more loose. Um, I think they're going to do everything they can to keep Rodgers after the season because Jordan Love ain't the answer. Not yet, anyways. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens because, you know, after – and this – I kind of put myself in in Jordan Love's position. Hey, if you actually – can you explain a little bit as to who Jordan Love is? I'm, I didn't even yes. preface that. Um, last year's draft, April 2020, um, the Packers for their number – their number one pick in the draft, they took a quarterback, um, Jordan Love. And that's, when you have a franchise quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, uh, it's kind of a slap in the face because he, you know, I think he was 32 at the time, still relatively young. Um, it's very reminiscent of the of the Favre days when they actually took Rodgers in pretty much the similar, almost exact identical scenario. Right. So that, that left a bad taste in um, – Aaron Rodgers' mouth, that, you know, like, why, why are you drafting another quarterback when we need offensive linemen? We need linebackers. We need secondary. They had all these needs and, and a wish list, and they didn't fulfill that. And so you got Jordan Love that's been in the organization since April of 2020 basically being groomed. And when I was putting myself in that position, you're like, okay, you're the backup quarterback. You have to be absolutely ready to go at any time. So you're, you should be watching film. You shouldn't have a girlfriend. You shouldn't have kids. You shouldn't have a secondary life. <laughs> you shouldn't have you a should life. Be, <laughs> you, should be, you should be eat, sleeping, and just grinding football and thinking, dreaming about ways to fuck up a NFL defenses. Like, yeah. that needs to be your bread and butter. And the Heck fact yeah. that you have a week to prepare – or they played the Chiefs Sunday. Yep. Right? Yep. A struggling actually, Chiefs team. You know, as much as I, I say Jordan Love's not the future, at one point, I think it was late in the third quarter, they put up a um, a graphic that had, you know, passing stats and stuff and right. pitting 
Love up against Mahomes. And I was actually surprised. They were almost identical. They both had like 34 passes. They both had around 15 to 16 completions. Um, Similar touchdowns. In fact, I think Love at that point in the game had a higher QBR, which is a QB rating, um, than Mahomes did. So, you know, I say he's not the answer. I just – I don't see him replacing Rodgers. it's early for him. I mean, he's still young. Um, he's been in the organization a little while. That's the that's the con to this little scenario. But at the same time, comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, currently, this is not the Patrick Mahomes we know and that we've come to love watch play football. We're talking about the highest paid player in the NFL, who Super Bowl champion, MVP, I mean, top caliber quarterback. Um, when he's on, he can't be beat. And you know. Something is wrong with the Chiefs right now. That's very obvious. We don't can't put our finger on it. We don't know what it is. I was gonna say, even though they came out with the W that night, um, they did. They did. Sure, they, <laughs> they did. only scored. I think they only scored like sixteen points. That is, that's a Jacksonville Jaguar, old Tennessee Titans kind of a score. Yeah, I I fought Jordan Love for really trying to push the ball to Devontae Adams a lot. I think he got targeted thirty something times. You know, which is um, great for fantasy if he pulls him. Oh in. yeah, that's that's my boy. But I even you know uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are on my fantasy team, and so when Aaron went down with COVID, I went and picked up Jordan Love, just hoping that he would connect a couple times with Devontae. But uh, it didn't happen. Uh, he did he did complete a touchdown in the fourth quarter, um, so he did get in the end zone his first first career touchdown which was great um but i think it's too early to, to say you know what's going to happen uh week 10 coming up this season you know, you know as we're going to talk about some of these recap games from week nine it's kind of crazy <laughs> touching on what we talked about last week is i think me and you both predicted the titans were gonna oh, be sure. dead in the water without uh henry i mean he was killing the the entire league at running. It seems like every time I turn the NFL Sunday ticket on, Henry's running for 90 yards, pushing kids. I say kids because he made grown men look like kids, pushing them down and just running through them like a freight train. He, you know, goes yep. down with that debilitating uh, injury, the catastrophic ankle injury he had, it seems. And oh, well, he actually broke his leg, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I knew yeah. it was some kind of bad, yep. bad uh, ankle issue. Um. Yeah, and then I watched the Titans, and they just keep doing what they've been doing. They, they week in and week out. I think it's been five weeks now. They beat playoff contender teams sure. in fashions of all sides of the ball. You know, special teams, defensively. They made the Rams, who I, I think was. You know, number one team in the NFC, maybe bar, you know, the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, they made Matthew Stafford look like the Matthew Stafford of the Lions. Um, right. A.J. A. Brown is surging <laughs> with the Titans, you know, making plays. Luckily, I have him on my fantasy team, so that's been paying a couple of dividends for me. Um, nice. They even brought back my boy A.P., Adrian Peterson, man. I um, know, dude. <laughs> 36 years old and still looks like he's yoked, ready to squat 600 pounds. 
Yeah, he looked really good as far as uh, his physique, man. And I, I, I'll say the Titans, I think they're the real deal, dude. I, I do. Um, you know, they plugged Derek. Hen- I mean, they plugged Adrian Peterson in the in the Henry spot. And I knew, dude, when they lined up on the goal line and they stacked everybody up, I was like, "There's no shot. They're handing it to him." And they didn't. They they faked it and did the naked bootleg. Man, yeah. you gotta love the naked bootleg. It, like it works every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so that that yeah. that was fun. It was fun to watch. At the same time, it was hard to like. Oh, the Rams. You, you're talking about the number one, one of the number you know, top three team in the NFC. I consider top three teams obviously Cardinals, Rams, and and the Packers. Um, but and we're talking about upset man. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, uh, yeah, Buccaneers I, I think we had, sure. I think we had, there was like uh, eight games in the Sunday's early window. Um, yep. There's always some games at one o'clock, four o'clock, and then you have your primetime games at eight. Um, <clears throat> but out of those eight games, seven of them featured teams that entered the week in the playoff position. Like they were destined for I the playoffs. That. Six of those yep. seven lost. That was the Dallas Cowboys, the <sighs> Bengals, the Raiders, yep. the Bills, the Packers, the Rams, and the Saints. Like, <laughs> what a week for Vegas, man. They cleaned house, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like Vegas and, like, NFL Players Association just have some kind of agreement to, like, hey, when we get to a certain point, we're going to push the red button, and y'all are going to throw these games. I have never seen the Dallas Cowboys – like play so poorly like Dak Prescott overthrowing underthrowing throwing wide left throwing wide right like he was coming off his return from his injury and you know historically when he gets injured and comes back he dominates exactly but that's not what happened (laughs) CeeDee Lamb dropping passes Um, and that never happens not this season CeeDee Lamb and Amari I mean barring facing an elite defender they have even even still, they've been making some insane catches. Yep, and one of my favorite things from the weekend, you know, watching the Bills game, it was it was cool for about five minutes. Josh <laughs> Allen <laughs> sacks Josh Allen. <laughs> yes. Josh Allen causes a fumble from Josh Allen. Josh Allen intercepts Josh Allen, and it's like, okay, this is cool. First time it's ever happened. Hey man, get us a graphic and- together and Josh Allen, Josh Allen. And, dude, they ran with that the whole weekend. Every single game matchup, oh they were looking God. for the same names. In the, the Rams-Titans uh, game, they're like, uh, I think it was Chris Johnson Jr. or something. They're like, we have one <laughs> on each team. Isn't that interesting? And, like, they're going back and we're like, I don't care. Just play the game. But, I mean, it dude. was kind of, you know, crazy that I think it was the first time in NFL history that the same named player did something right. to that same name player. I mean, so I mean, I get it, but to drag it out all Sunday long, I started to get tired of hearing it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool for a second. Like, if I ever meet another Ricky Casey, I'm going to be like, hey, Ricky Casey is our our guest today. Our host today is Ricky <laughs> Casey. Like, I'll do that for, you know, about five minutes, and then, hey, let's squash it. But yeah, every highlight exactly. show, dude, every recap from the weekend, every sports, you know, uh, podcast that you know josh allen sacks josh allen like dude y'all gotta let it go um but it was pretty crazy you know, that the jags pulled that off i i kept watching that game oh thinking gosh, the bills all right, all right okay so now the, 
the Bills are going to get it going. You know, this is where the Bills pull away. They're going to pour, you know, 30 on them now. And it just never happened. They, I don't even know if they ever scored a touchdown. I think the end score was 9-6. to six. I think it was three field goals for the Bills and two for the Jags. Like, what a snooze fest. But I kept thinking it was going to pop off, and it never did. Yeah, they never – um, Josh Allen did play poorly. The quarterback, Josh Allen, did play terribly, in my opinion. I was about to say, which did Josh not, Allen? Because the other one did really well. <laughs> yeah, the, the quarterback, Josh Allen, did not do very well. Um, I, you know, it was a disappointing performance for him. But it's, you know, this is football. Any given Sunday, 11-on-11, mm-hmm. 11 11, anybody can beat anybody. Um, At least that's what they want you to think. It is. And, <laughs> you know, if um, – uh, another note, dude, uh, Browns cut one of the best receivers. I mean, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. See, you know, I just I, – I'm, I'm definitely in the minority here. But I feel like OBJ, he's only – he's famous for two things. He's famous for that end zone catch with the one hand reaching out. Yep. Everybody yep. knows what that looks like. And he's famous for that boat pitcher. After those two things, I'm – yeah. I feel like he's irrelevant. I really, you know, he had that one pop-off year that he was great with the Giants, and he's been riding that wave of stardom, of the crazy antics on the sideline, you know, kicking the kicker's net on the sideline back when he was with the Giants out of frustration right. for not getting the ball, and <clears throat> the crazy blonde hair. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't buy into the OBJ, and people are like, I hope he signs with the Falcons. I hope he, you know, goes here, goes there. I'm like, I really, I think he's a piece for the NFL to have drama around, and they like him in the league because it brings eyeballs to the screen, but I don't really want him on the Falcons. Yeah, it puts puts asses in seats, and that's, um, you know, that's kind of like where maybe like with Dallas Cowboys, it didn't look like Dak was ready to come back. But Jerry Jones is not going to say, oh, no, nah, just sit out one more week, bro. No, you got 60,000 people that are paying to come watch Dak Prescott. They're there to see your superstars. Odell Beckham Jr. is a superstar. And while the hype, his performance aren't lining up, um, probably isn't the same since his injury. I would compare it to Leo Jones, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, ex-Falcon, went to the Titans, um, been struggling with injuries nothing but injuries yep right and he's been back for several weeks now barely catching the ball not really getting targeted there's something going on there it's either mental probably physical but he's not the same and thing about the nfl is the average lifespan of these skill position players running backs um wide receivers tight ends middle linebackers they're only about two years, two and a half years, because they take such a toll on their body, obviously. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. He cleared waivers today, which means he's a free agent. So now anybody could sign him for literally the league minimum. He's probably not going to take the league minimum, but I'm very, very excited to see what happens you, to see if somebody Ra- can use him as a role player. You, you think the Raiders go after him after losing uh... – rugs and pretty much cutting their entire 2020 draft picks that they picked up in 2020 in the first <laughs> yeah, round. I mean, I they, think, they cut the cornerback, uh, Arnett, uh, for, and the culture for the Raiders is just abysmal right now. Yeah. 
Uh, they lose Gruden. Yeah. Ruggs has his incident. Arnett is, you know, been accused. Actually, no, I don't. I think it's been confirmed. He had a video brandishing a firearm and threatening, you know, to kill somebody. And like, what kind of culture yeah. are the Raiders building? This this move to the Vegas may not have been the best move for them. Well, keeping true with Raiders fashion, I mean, they've always been known as the bad boys um, of the true. NFL. You know, from from Oakland. Now they moved to you know Las Vegas, and Vegas is known as Sin City. I'm like, hey boys, just push your brand. Be them boys, be, you know. <laughs> they being them. Be the, but yeah, just Sin City boys. Let's ride out with it. Um, we'll see, dude. I think I think you'd be a good good fit in L.A. Like you said, the hype performance isn't really there. Um, he's from Louisiana. Went to school. In Baton Rouge, high school in Baton Rouge, uh, obviously went to LSU. So you're saying um, LA as far as Louisiana? Louisiana, yeah. Um, I gotcha. He would be. A, I think he would be a good fit with the Saints. Michael Thomas on one side, maybe Odell on the slot. Um, who knows? I mean, it's just there's you know come back stories. It? If you're if you're a GM of an NFL franchise and you need you're you're hurting at wide out and you need somebody to catch some balls do you go after you know an odell or do you you know do you double down with your early draft picks or you know unproven people that you already have on the roster i would i would kind of look at it as um kind of the way the the buccaneers handled antonio brown like we're going to give you a one-year contract short leash yep yes and we're going to put incentives on the backside. You get 60 catches this year, boom, you get a bonus. You get 1,000 yards receiving, boom, you get a bonus. You know, if you stay your ass out of trouble, shit, we'll give you another bonus. Yeah. You know, stay out of the stay club, out stay of the out of the bars. <laughs> yes, dude. And with Odell's not really had any legal trouble necessarily, um, like Antonio Brown, but you put him on a short leash, I think it. I think he could work. Um, if he tries to bet on his stardom just to get millions, uh, I think that's a dead end road that you know many uh, NFL players went down, and it kind of backfired on Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco for one. Um, it's still Charles trying to get Owens up. at the end end of the year, end of his career. Um, there's yep. a lot of old flames that are still trying to sizzle that just. Uh, right. They need to go ahead and mosey on out into the pastures. Yeah, probably so, man. So you got some matchups this week. What What are you hey. thinking? Matchups of Week Ten. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we got we got the. I like to pick a you know kind of like the highlight games. We got the Browns visiting the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, that's a tandem of teams that are five and four on the year um i i, I think mac jones you know I, I didn't know how the patriots were going to replace tom brady and i'm not in any stretch of the form of the word saying that mac jones is the next tom brady but he has really fit in there really commanded the the offense and you know has really made a name for himself early on um i I would even go to say that maybe he's the best rookie quarterback this season. Um, oh, that's a hot take. But, uh, you know, he just I, – I don't like it. I don't like the Patriots. 
Um, yeah. It's hard for me to give them accolades, but uh, I think I think Mac might, you know, he's kind of from the same mold as Tom Brady. He's got, even though he was a high draft pick, I feel like he still kind of has that chip on his shoulder, you know, where when he was at Alabama, the defense carried him, the running backs carried him, you know, that he wasn't this big right. playmaker. Um, you know, I think I think he may have taken some of that to heart, and he's ready to prove the doubters wrong. Um, he kind of reminds me in that aspect, you know, of the the chip on your shoulder. You know, a lot like Baker. Baker right. plays every down like he is just, you know, f you guys. I'm going to show you why I need to be a quarterback and why I need to be the shot caller. Um, it should yeah. be an interesting game. Yeah, my son is a huge Baker Mayfield fan, and, um, you know, we kind of have this thing going that whoever he supports, I really I really trash. And whoever <laughs> I support in whatever, you know, I love Dansby Swanson. He's one of my favorite, uh, probably me, my favorite baseball player right now. And uh, World champion. So he's world champion. Let's go. Um, <laughs> How about them he, Braves? He, he uh, constantly – trashes Dansby so I constantly trash Baker but maybe he won't hear this um Baker's super tough man like I've he's got not he's took some vicious hits over the last two weeks I've been really impressed he sprung up and um I'm not sold on Mac, Mac Jones yet um still kind of unproven it's really hard to say um how much is Mac how much is the Belichick father and son combo that he's playing under. Um, I'm I'm curious, man. The jury's still out for me, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Then uh, we got a game up in the frozen tundra. I don't know if it's frozen yet up there. Maybe still a little early Getting in the there. season. Getting there. But uh, we got we got the Seahawks with Russell Wilson making his return after what really looked like a freak accident. Where he tore the tendon in his throwing finger or on his throwing hand. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you saw the videos, but he's like yeah, trying to I hold did. his hand up and like it looked like from that scary movie, you know, the guy that like hands the potatoes. He's like, Here's my good hand. That's exactly what Russell Wilson's hand looked like to me. I couldn't get it out of my head. But Yeah, um, dude, that's funny. He's he's been cleared, he's back. Um and I I'm kinda thinking, you know, Rodgers possibly will be coming back. I think Saturday was when he was going to get reinstated from the COVID, um, you know, bench, <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, yeah. Wilson, I think I think they're going to go into Lambeau and maybe come out with a victory or at least keep it close. The spread's at three and a half points. I, th- I think, I think uh, the Seahawks go in and shock the NFL world again. Yeah, it's possible, man. I'm going to take the opposite on that, um, and I'll tell you why. Whenever Aaron Rodgers gets his feelings hurt, uh, for example, week one loss where he played poorly. Um, but that wasn't a loss. A that was an ass whooping. Oh, that was a whooping. That was an <laughs> ass whooping. But he played terribly, and then, you know, he got put under a lot of pressure, pissed him off. He came out, you know, and he went undefeated while he was – quarterbacking and uh i think it's going to be very similar he's under a lot of scrutiny you he's think gonna, he keeps the magic going to, i think so man i think um you know I, i'm gonna call packers by 10 wow um, by 10 okay we'll see. yeah they're gonna be home dude uh 
Might want to scrounge hey. up some pennies and put that on there. Hey, man. Book it, fellas. Packers <laughs> by 10 in Lambeau. Let's go. And then you got the nightcap on Sunday with the, you know, the Raiders. Like we've been saying, there's so much swirling around them. They they lost this previous weekend, uh, which from what I think is due to all the drama that's going on, it's hard to, you know, game plan and to come up with a way to defeat an opponent when you got all these other things swirling. Um, but maybe, right. maybe they can get it together. You know, in the inner inner division rivals, um, they play twice every year, um, with the chiefs and, you know, those games usually are very close. Vegas has them at plus two and a half. So they are the underdogs at home against the chiefs. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Raiders manage, uh, all the drama, all the, you know, the publicity that they're getting, the unwanted publicity yeah. they're getting against uh, Mahomes and the struggling Chiefs. Yeah, this is definitely going to be the game of the week for me. Um, Sunday night football, the Chiefs, like you said, are absolutely struggling. Raiders decimated for a number of different reasons. Um, just losing personnel left and right, lost their head, lost their head coach. Um Definitely the game of the week. I'm curious to see how it turns out. I don't have anything on that, dude. I just feel like it's going to be a great game to watch, hopefully. Yeah, I'd definitely be uh, glued to the TV when that one comes on. Yep, and just uh, we're going to have we're gonna have more information for you um, on next week's podcast. But tonight, NCAA basketball, men's basketball tips off. NCAA men's basketball. Obviously, every day there's always games going on. But three teams I want you guys to look out for, and I'm calling it now before the season really starts and gets going. Um, Gonzaga, y'all, they've got super, they've got star quality at every starting position. Um, but mainly, I want to tell you guys about Chet Holgram. This man is 19 years old. He is seven foot tall. Jeez. Minneapolis, Minnesota. He I don't even think I've been that tall in my dreams, Ricky. <laughs> Dude, he's seven foot tall. He's super skinny now. I ain't gonna lie. Like he makes <laughs> Kevin Durant look like he's buff. Like <laughs> that, that, and that's hard to but, do. Dude, he's he's a great ball handler. He can shoot threes. He can dunk. He can dunk between his legs in high school. Um, but what I'm hearing from everybody who's ever coached him or played with him is that he's super aggressive. One of his uh, one of his high school coaches compared him to Kobe Bryant with that like that Mamba wow. mentality, wow. and they're saying he's the real deal, man. Seven foot tall, um, kind of he's kind of built like a European basketball player, but he's got the American edge of aggression. So Gonzaga, they've got star power at every position. They've got a superstar. He's a five star recruit. Um, also Kansas Hall of Fame coach. They have know extreme talent into their bench i mean seven or eight players deep um jayhawks were looking really good this year they had a tough loss last year also with a tough loss um purdue uh, they lost in the yeah, first yeah. round um <clears throat> they're coming back with vengeance they didn't send anybody up to the nba nobody left they have all their all their starters returning looking really good um so obviously you never count out duke 
this year. Oh, I is hate coach. Duke, man. I hate him. I'm yeah, a, it, it's crazy. I'm a big that, Georgia fan. Your high school, <laughs> your high school mater, alma mater is Blue Devils, and the Duke Blue Devils are like how, Nah, I'm I'm all the way off the Blue Devil van when it comes to college basketball. I'm I'm a Tar Heel through and through. I, I grew uh, up in. Oh, we can't, bro. We can't <laughs> even be friends no more. What the hell? I, no, I, I grew up in I grew up in the Carolinas, and uh, even though I'm a, a Georgia boy, you know, with the Bulldogs and the Falcons and all that. Uh, but yeah, I'm a huge Tar Heel fan. So even seeing Duke mentioned makes me feel queasy. Well, it's going to be his retirement year. There's, I'm sure there's going to be like a retirement tour. Every basketball stadium he goes to, they're probably going to give him a plaque. You're talking about the most uh, winningest coach in NCAA history. Oh, yeah. Great win percentage. I mean, national titles out the ass. Um, but I'm a huge Duke fan. Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner, come from behind win. Um, I mean, just – craziness I, that was my teenage years and they made it's me gonna fans. be a good basketball season with us being on opposite it ends is. of that rivalry there it is man and you know the covid season uh the, the ncaa tournament you know just it was a mess last year i mean the whole season I, was a mess games got canceled left and right um tournament didn't seem like it really you know crowned the best team um so I'm I'm curious to see how it goes this year. We're going to give you guys more um, in the weeks to come on NCAA basketball. I'm super passionate about it. I love it. Baseball's over. Um, Freddie Freeman's up in the air. Uh, Atlanta Braves World Series champions, but Freddie's got God, a contract. I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he doesn't we, leave. I'm nervous he's, about he's, it, Ricky. Yeah, you know, we got we got to sign him. Um, you know, he is literally the best first baseman in all of baseball, and He's up for contract renewal for the Braves. If the Braves don't sign him, he becomes a free agent. Don't don't so, don't you mean that the Atlanta Hammers? Have the you Atlanta heard that? Hammers. They they, they want to they yeah. want to change the Braves to another name. I I, I I'm so tired of this cancel culture, man. Yeah, I am too. And we're going to talk about that more next week about the the possible name change for the Atlanta Braves. It's already happened to the Cleveland Indians, who are now the Guardians. It happened to <laughs> what the a Washington joke. Redskins. Washington Redskins and NFL changed temporarily to the Washington football team because of, you know, cancel culture and that sort of thing. And I have strong views on that, and they may not be what you think they are. So we'll, uh, we'll return next week. Adam's Vegas Corner. What's up? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in myself. We we took a hard loss uh, last week. I'm sorry for anybody that followed my bets. We did. <laughs> we we got one good one. Uh, we had the Aggies pull through and and beat up on Auburn and came out of Kyle Field feeling good about themselves, taking that W, uh, marching on their way to meet the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship if they can win out. Um. Yeah, which is also a hot take. I don't. I don't know if that's going to happen. There's some other teams they got to get through before that happens. But um, yeah. So moving on to this weekend, looking ahead, um, we got the Tar Heels. Uh, you know, I mentioned them in the college basketball. I do really like them there, but in football, I could care less about the Tar Heels. They are playing <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh 
Um, the Pittsburgh team at Heinz Field, um, I think, you know, they have a great quarterback. He is pro-ready. Um, however, Pittsburgh, on, on their end, they have a very stout quarterback, too. He's been making plays all year. Um, but I, I think I'm going to take the Tar Heels plus six and a half. Um, I think they keep it close. It's, again, um, an ACC not so much a rivalry game, but they do play each other every year, so they're familiar. Right. Um, I think going to Hinesville, the Tar Heels will find a way to be turned up. They, you know, I think they want to make a statement on a, you know, on a national stage, and they want to take it to Pittsburgh. So they they walk out, I think, with a victory, or at least at the very minimum, they keep it very close. Very then nice. We're gonna, we're gonna go uh, go to the Georgia Tennessee matchup. We got my Georgia Bulldogs staying stingy, man. They have boop, that boop, killer still defense. Still undefeated. Let's go. <laughs> they got that killer defense. Um, I just, I think they're too much for the Vols. I think the Vols have a lot of hype after this weekend, winning, you know, big numbers by their quarterback. But let's be honest, Ricky, that defense they saw, that ain't the Georgia dogs. Damn. That ain't the junkyard dogs, my friends. So I'm gonna take Georgia Bro, minus so twenty and a half. I think the Let's dogs beat them by four touchdowns, honestly. Um, it's just, I think Georgia's too much for anybody. There's Georgia, and then there's everybody else. Yeah. Um, then, finally, on another, or on the last straight-up bet for you, um, I'm sticking with the Aggies, man. I think they're out to prove something. They looked something. very good against Auburn last week, yep. They, they are really putting up good numbers on defense, on offense, on special teams. Um they look to be gelling on offense. Um, I think they they want to make their case for that SEC championship game. So I'm going to go with the Aggies minus two and a half. I think they actually end up beating Ole Miss by at least a touchdown. And then nice. finally, I'll give you a parlay to take home, throw a five on, get you some lunch money. Um, this game actually comes on tonight. Um, I'm going to go the Kansas or actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, for for the uh, parlay, we're going with Kansas Jayhawks and unfortunately the Duke Blue Devils. Even though I'm a big Duke hater, you big cannot <laughs> you cannot uh, you know Coach K. He is a phenomenal coach, and I hate to see him leave the game of college basketball after this year. After growing up and always seeing him on the you know court side, getting the Dukies ready for every game. It's going to be hard to see a, a legend on his way out. But throw five on there, get you some lunch money, and I think it'll come to pass. Very nice, dude. Very nice. Well, the Atlanta Braves are world champions, and the Georgia Bulldogs are still undefeated. Yes, sir. They're going to keep that trend going too, baby. Yes, sir. Well, Adam, uh, great, great time with you, bro. But, uh, always, always. Yeah, I got to get out of here, man. There's some uh, good basketball on right now. I got, I got to go watch it. I mean, it's, yeah, man. It's, it's tip off night. You got, you got to be in front of the TV. Yeah, man. Let's get the hell out of here. Thank you guys for being here. Hit up our socials. Uh, we're irrelevant sports guys on Instagram. Irrelevant sports guys everywhere you look. Facebook, YouTube. Hit us up. Contact us. We'll contact you back. Can't wait to see you guys next year. Let's get the hell out of here, man. Peace out, Ricky. See ya.